The Film and TV Show is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. There is no middle ground. Winter is coming. Good evening and welcome to the Film and TV Show with me, Richard S. As you can probably tell, today is a Game of Thrones special. Yes, absolutely love Game of Thrones. Um, I'm joined by two guests today. I have Jess, who was on last week. Hello, Jess. Hello. Back again. <laughs> and back after a short break, we have Alex. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Good to be back. Welcome back. Alex went on holiday and just kind of didn't come back for a while. But yeah. now he's back. <laughs> and now he's back, which is awesome. So, uh, as you can probably tell, we're going to be talking Game of Thrones today. Um, today's tea of the week is My Wild Stallions Tea by uh, Sorella Print. Thank you very much for that. If you need any teas, speak to those guys at Sorella Print because they are awesome. Um, the only reason I'm wearing it, I don't have a Game of Thrones t-shirt, but on the back it says, be excellent to each other. <laughs> and to be fair, they can probably do with doing that in, uh, in Game of Thrones. So, Just uh, a little I thought, bit. I thought it was kind of apt. Um, so yes, we're going to be talking about favourite characters, <laughs> um, playing some awesome songs, and I've got some absolutely perfect songs, uh, which is going to be brilliant. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, please please like, well, please follow us and please like us as well on Twitter. Getting muddled up there. So we're at the FTV Show on Twitter. We are also on Facebook, FTV Show. Also on Instagram, Film and TV Show. So follow us on that as well. Uh, if you are listening on the podcast, thank you very much for listening. If you haven't already done so, hit the subscribe button because that would be amazing because you get to hear all of our fantastic podcasts as they come through. And also, if you are in the Peterborough area, please go onto Facebook and find the 753 Film Club. That is a brand new film club that we are doing as part of the film and TV show here. Um, and it is awesome. It's going to be amazing. So that's my little bits done. So... Let's crack straight into into this. I will play some music in a little bit, but I want to just start off by saying <laughs> I was I was one of those people that sat there and was like, oh, Game of Thrones, oh, what a load of rubbish. Oh, <laughs> I've never watched it. I'm never going to watch it. It's all just yeah. fighting and sleeping with each other. So and then, many people. Yeah. And then, like, uh, and then my wife was like, <clears throat> let's just watch it. Let's just see what all the hype is about. Let's watch it. And we oh, literally dear. binged the entire six seasons. Well, we, we binged. Everything in three weeks mm. after we, we took a week out of a holiday, but it took us three <laughs> weeks to get from season one to the penultimate episodes of season seven, just literally the day before the finale was out. And we were like, thank God for that. And then <laughs> the finale come, the finale come and it was like, you know what we're going to do? TV series meth. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's what it yeah. is. It absolutely is. They know absolutely. how to leave on a cliffhanger. Mm. Yeah, but what a cliffhanger it was. Oh, I mean, some oh, more brilliant. <laughs> 
yeah, but it, it is it is a it is a great TV show. My my favorite character from all of them is Tyrion. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love yeah. love Tyrion. He's just Peter Dinklage is just brilliant. He would he never actually um, auditioned for that role. The, the the directors and everything they were like, do you know what? We've got it. It's yours. Mm. But he only accepted if they gave Lena Headey the role of Cersei. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's that. the only reason why he accepted is because if they gave Lena Headey the role of Cersei, because they were really, really good mates. Obviously, didn't not realizing that Jerome Flynn, Flynn mm. was going to be playing Bron. <laughs> Slightly awkward there. Yeah. I, 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 I do believe. Have um, you heard about the contract stipulations between? Yes, those they two? can't be on yeah. stage or they can't be anywhere near each other because they used to date, and it was a, a very less Messy. amicable breakup. Which I think is childish. They're adults, for God's sake. And they're actors. They're workers. Then yeah. Just deal with it, but yeah. So that I think that was quite funny. But mm. I do like Braun as well, though. I do like Braun. Yeah. I think mm. he is he's really, my, one of my favourite quotes is the one that he says to Tyrion, which I can't repeat because it contains <laughs> a swear word. Um, if it, you watch, so does a lot of Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's the one where he says, "There's no cure for being a." Yeah, <laughs> I absolutely love that because that it's just so matter of fact. Kind of just turns and just says, "Yeah, there's no cure for being a." It's mm. just like, oh, Braun, you are amazing. But yeah, it was brilliant. I, I, I love Tyrion. I think he is—he's the perfect mix of brains and wit. He's—he's mm. he's very, very switched on. Whereas you have—he is a god of and wine. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, but so you, you say that, right? But he was asking that question before. Where is the god of tits and wine? I am the god of tits and wine. <laughs> It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. He asked where the god of tits of wine was, and there he is. It's actually him. So, you know, he, he was a self-fulfilling prophecy. He is his own god. But yes, he was absolutely brilliant. I absolutely mm. love uh, love Tyrion. I think he's brilliant. I think he's a great, great character, very well written. George R. R. Martin is, uh, is a genius when it comes to him. I'm surprised generally about my favourite characters because uh, either during the early seasons I hated them completely or they're just the non-suspecting ones uh like ian glenn as um oh, jorah mormon oh yes. jorah the explorer rory mccann as the hound oh, oh he's, yeah I like he's the hound. literally the the person with the best lines in the entire See, series i had a whole load of stuff for him <laughs> but you can't but i can't it. play it <laughs> and i'm something gutted. about chickens <laughs> something about chickens yeah, yeah. something about uh, something about you know um F in the the king and and all of that as mm. well and, and and all of the the other bits he had every single line he has contains a swear word it's like god damn man seriously <laughs> but he Rory McCanny is absolutely brilliant it's fantastic one of my favourite scenes has the hound in it and it's when he's taking um, Arya to her aunt's yes and then they get the announcement that her aunt's dead oh, and, and it's just the just... blank faces and then Arya bursts out laughing next to him mm. I love that scene so much I actually really enjoyed the the sort of I think it. Um, in the storyline of his storyline, it's the pinnacle moment where we actually find out he does care about her, mm. and it's the defense of Arya against Brienne of Tarth, who isn't really an enemy, but he's still acting protectively. Yeah, and that bit that was that was the most brutal fight between two adults as well. <laughs> it was savage though. She absolutely kicked his backside. She hammered him. <laughs> and what's really what really makes it even more funny is that when uh, Tormund and 
Oh, the yeah. hound are walking and he's t- and Tormund's mm. just like oh yes you know you I've, know got, I've got a lady yeah <laughs> you, you know how she looks at you what like she wants to to gut your liver out and stuff he's like you do know her <laughs> it's just like oh amazing that is just brilliant I want to make giant babies with her <laughs> yeah uh, but is Tormund alive yes is he yeah. alive he has to be alive oh, so. he has to be he's alive he's confirmed as alive because oh, um, I've watched the last episode many, many times now. <laughs> um, and basically, he's not running down the stairs. He actually runs across the top, and you see them look back, uh, and it's Tormund and uh, Beric Dondarrion looking, uh, and they see the massive sort of drop-off of the cliff because they're on the edge of the wall. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So good. He has good. to be alive. Yeah. He has to be alive. <laughs> but Those are my two favourites as well. There's just, there's mm. just so much to, to kind of to go through and we've got less than an hour to to go through it um obviously i've done my favorite character you've done you've done yours i, was, yeah, I thought you were going to say jamie lannister all as the well. sort of oh jamie lannister yeah oh, uh, Nic- i thought he Nicolai was a- does a tremendous job of being a child crippler uh incestuous <laughs> brother uh and yet towards the end series you're like i really like this guy I so really his character like development is brilliant mm, if you compare him to season one. I, I actually thought he was a real douchebag. Same. And I hated him up Same. until about season four, season five. And then he looked I actually... like the guy from Shrek 2 in the first series <laughs> yeah, as well. Did, With that yeah. funny haircut. Hair, and yeah, yeah, he did look a bit of an idiot. But I, I actually, I did hate him. And I was mm. praying that he was going to snuff it. But, and um, then just learn the backstory and everything and actually find out it's, he's probably being just as manipulated by his sister as everyone else was and yeah you feel really bad for him yeah absolutely even more so he's got to sleep with her mm. you know well there is I, I think he doesn't mind <laughs> no no true i i the the bit that turned it for me for him was when his when his daughter oh, slash yeah. niece got killed mm. by the dornish lady <laughs> and he's yeah. kind of holding her and i'm just like oh man that sucks. You've got nowhere to go, and you are. And she knows that you're her dad. Yeah, she's just she's, accepted it. She's accepted it and reconciled. Mm. And now she's bleeding from the nose and the eyes and the ears and, and everywhere. And now and she's I, dead. I'll tell you what. That was the only time I was rooting for the bad uh, bad guys in season seven. Was when Euron Greyjoy captured them and Cersei got them in the dungeon. I was like, yeah, actually, I'm rooting for Cersei. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Go mm. for it. Yeah, because that that was proper bang out of order. Mm. Well, they. Uh, it's clear from the books and from the TV show that they basically destroyed the Dornish storyline. Uh, we can get into that later, but they just wanted to sort of end that because it yeah. wasn't going anywhere. They killed off Doran Martell and his yeah. son, and it was. See, I didn't like Oberon. I, I liked him. I, I, I thought it, he, he was awesome. The goading of the mountain. I was just like, oh, seriously. He's man. asking for. He was asking for yeah, it. Yeah. He really he knew was. he was going to get up and he was going to. He was going to kill him. That's, just... that's the whole thing. Like every um, every interaction between the characters, there is a lesson to be learnt, and pride goeth before the fall. Was mm. exactly that lesson. Yeah. No, absolutely, totally agree. Right, let's play a song, and then we'll uh, we'll get back to it. I'm going to play. I'm going to play this one just because. I think it's very, very apt, super cheesy, and is from one of my favourite characters ever.
See, we had to just play that because Bron is just amazing. And to be fair, he was one half of Robson and Jerome. Had to play a Robson and Jerome song. So for all of you out there who was just like, oh my God, you didn't just do that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. So anyway, so let's move on. Um, Cersei, what a cow bag. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just throw I that out there because she, she... And yet what's funny is Lena Headey is probably one of the nicest people you'll ever see in anything. She's such a lovely person, but... This so, shows how good of an actress she is. <laughs> this yeah. is when you find off. out someone on this show doesn't have a moral compass when I just suddenly go, wow, what's wrong with her? No. <laughs> <laughs> she's doing fine. <laughs> see, for she's me, still alive? Well, yeah, she's still alive. Yeah, only just how the mm-hmm. hell she ain't dead yet. I, she was the one person in season seven I was hoping was mm-hmm. going to die. I was hoping mm-hmm. that... That they were just going to gut her in that we, little. We should thing. do a spoiler alert here <laughs> if we're going to be talking. No, no, no. Pe- pe- people should. Yeah. If people love Game of Thrones, they've mm. already watched. It. If they're listening to this and they don't like Game of Thrones, tough noogies. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're banging out of luck, guys. In that case, Littlefinger has died. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh his, my God. I loved his death was so satisfying. Is just, it because he was on his knees begging like a child? Yes. Yeah. I Not just that, that, but because he's a total dick. 
And I was just like, when they were standing there and you had Sansa was just like, you're charged with treason and murder. How do you plead? And it's just turned straight to, to him. him. And Lord it's just Bailish. the look on Lord his Bailish. face. And he was just like, I'm sorry, what? I, I just love the fact <laughs> that when he goes, give me a chance to defend myself and then turns around and goes, get me out of here. Get me out of here now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, that's not yeah, going to happen. And then uh, she just... repeated his line back to him that he said earlier in the episode as well. If I like to, I like to play a game, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. the worst possible reason it was, oh, yeah, she was to be fair. I think that was the first time ever that we've seen Sansa be conniving and manipulative. Yeah. That's the mm. first time she's really kind of taken on that the stuff that she learnt from Cersei and what she's ultimately mm. learnt from Littlefinger moving through and the of, seasons. And of course she's got CCTV Bran sitting there who can <laughs> yeah. see everything. He'll be like, brilliant. you held a knife to his throat. Yeah, and you said you shouldn't have trusted me. <laughs> it's just like, brilliant. yeah, but then let's talk about Bran, the three-eyed raven, when uh, Samwell is just like, uh, well, their, their marriage was an old. Yeah, who's the three-eyed raven now? That was a lot <laughs> of exposition. That was like, for me, that was stretching it a bit because yeah. Yeah. it felt like okay, this season has had time to include an Ed Sheeran cameo, but you're ramming everything in into the last, like, 30 minutes of the show to try and explain a few things here. Mm-hmm. And I did feel like that was just a bit too, um, I don't know, convenient. Mm. Yeah, um, but then... Because it's it, like, oh, could you go back and uh, <laughs> see yeah, Rig? Yeah, go married? back and just see? Oh, now that you've mentioned it, yes, I can. Considering three episodes before-ish... He was like, I can see everything, yeah. past, present, and future. And it's just like, why didn't you see that then? Yeah. How the hell did you not see that? You, Yeah, he it, just was like, oh, he's a he's a bastard of dawn. I was like, great. So he's now John Sand. And I thought that, that bit there was just like, no, that's so funny. Yeah, the, <laughs> the three-eyed raven that can see everything didn't piece that together, that he was actually a legitimate child. Mm. Yeah, and he's actually the, the legitimate heir to the to Iron, Iron Throne. Throne yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think it's just, and we were talking about it earlier, oh, no, and, yeah. and it's just kind of like, well, hang on a minute, it's it, they they're saying that just as he's knocking on the door to get jiggy with Danny, it's just like, yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure how I feel about that boat kind sex. of boat <laughs> at the yeah, same time. Yeah, but it's just like, isn't it funny where you you have uh, you have Cersei and Jamie, everyone's like, oh no, and then you've got. Danny and, uh, and there are John people Guys, they're still related. <laughs> it's still incest. Jamie just Literally holding up a sign, where's the out. justice? <laughs> what, with his one hand? <laughs> yes. I was going to say, Jamie and Cersei were prophesied to have incest anyway, way back, way, really? way back. Yeah, there was the prophecy that Cersei was given. When the, she was the, a king, child. the king would have 20 children oh, and she would and have she three. three. But it didn't say that it would be with her brother. <laughs> Let's just clarify Yeah, but that. they did also say that those three children would die. Yeah. But gold would be their hair and yeah. gold would be their shrouds or something like that yeah. as well. Yeah. Or gold would be their crowns. Yeah, and yeah, but yeah, I, I kind of get that. But also, here's another thing. We've had the three children's death. We've mm. had Tom and Marcella and uh, Joffrey. And now, now we've she's got pregnant again. with a fourth. That, that I don't fourth think child that... isn't being no. born. No, no, it won't be. Someone's going to either kick her in the stomach or in the, she's going to kill her. In the books, yeah. there is a final part to the prophecy, which I don't know if you're familiar with, but it's basically she'll die at the hands of a Valencar, and in High Valyrian, that means little brother, uh, which she always interpreted it to mean... Tyrion, which is why she hated him so much, yeah. because he is the literal epitome of, of little, little brother. brother. Yeah. But Jamie is her younger twin by literally coming out the second yeah, of yeah. the two children. So a lot of people think that she will that die at the it. hands of the little twin, 
uh, and he'll crush her with like one hand or his golden hand. He's golden. I, I honestly, uh, apart from Baelish, she's the one death I am desperate to see. Mm-hmm. It sounds horrible, but she is the one death I am absolutely desperate to see because she, I mean, she will be there until till the very, very end. She will literally be there till the very, very end, which mm. sucks. But I just can't, I can't see how much further her character can go because she kind of, it feels like she's already now at, at her peak, it's mm. only going to go tits up. I personally, I don't think that her character development can go any further, no. and, and people are going to get sick of her being an evil bitch all the time. The thing is, I'm I'm sort of looking at it objectively as a strategy for waging a war against the undead uh, for Danny and John. Yeah, but she's bottled that anyway. Yeah, yeah, mm. that's that's not my problem. But the problem is. If you've got a big army that's roughly at the north that's going to hold back all these undead things and then you hear about a golden company with elephants and cavalry coming from the south to basically sandwich you between two, I'm not going to fight the undead. I'm going to come south, clear all that land first, and then I'm going to go back up north with whatever remains. So all you're doing is painting a bigger target on the south for yourself instead of helping out. And you know, Jamie's already on his way, so we know that he's going up north to tell them that yeah. uh, she's coming. And uh, so that's that's completely like the element of surprise gone. That's nothing that she's got is available to her. Plus, there's a there's a theory out there that basically the Golden Company is loyal to Targaryens, yeah, uh, above all else, um, because they're originally set up by uh, a bastard line of Targaryen bastards. Uh, and then they went off and created the Golden Company. So if they come back, there's a high likelihood that they'll ally with ally with like with Danny, Danny and yeah. John. Especially if John turns out to be uh, the full blown heir. Well, he, yeah. well, well, he well, he is, isn't he? He yeah. is the yeah. full blown heir. So. And Jorah Mormont has history with the Golden Company as well. Mm-hmm. Jorah the Explorer. Yeah. Do you know? I I only learned. I only got Let's go that exploring. By. <laughs> <laughs> so it was someone from my from my office were just like, oh, Jorah the Explorer, and I was like. What the cartoon? And they were like, no, 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 no. Honestly, Jorah. <laughs> yeah, Jorah. And I was just like, okay. But Ian Glenn is—he's phenomenal. I do, I do like him. But then I also like—I also like Amelia Clark. I think she's brilliant so as Daenerys. She mm. is brilliant, especially kind of when she's trying to assert herself. Because I find that she's actually quite sort of when she's trying to uh, to assert herself. She has some really good speeches. I, I think she plays um, between the lines of uh, you know. St- stern leader and almost um to a point uh insane leader which is mm. it's good because it plays on the family's history of madness but she plays on that line really well yeah she does she's mm. uh... and john snow again he plays on his family line of being too loyal and uh you know smart there's there's a balance between there because obviously rob stark died because he was too loyal Ned Stark died because he was too loyal, and mm. even John died because he was too loyal to the uh, wildlings and to his Night's Watch. Yeah, which sucked. That, that what we were talking in in mm. the music break. That I I thought sucked that bit because um, I don't like the woman in red. I don't even like her that much. I don't even know what her name is. It Melisandre uh, or something. <laughs> Melisandre. Melisandre. Yeah. I don't even like. I think she's an absolute douche. <laughs> but I didn't like that whole. You know, she leaves. Um, Stannis Baratheon to basically get his ass kicked, buggers off back up to Castle Black, and it just happens to be there when Jon Snow dies. And it's yeah. I think it just sort of shows the more sort of not charlatan aspect of her, but the complete uncertainty. She she was played as though she was, you know, all seeing and prof, uh, prophetic, mm. but um, in the end, she was like 
completely lost and you do yeah. see a lot of that in the later seasons where she's like I literally don't know what the light of Lord, uh, the Lord of Light is trying to tell me well, I yeah, did cause... like her reveal as well when she took off the necklace that <laughs> she wasn't this old. beautiful red headed woman yeah, she, she's, she's really old I, need yeah. to get I me did one like of those that just <laughs> yeah, <went>. yeah. <laughs> absolutely but uh, for me it's it, I, I, whenever Danny is talking it, I, I always picture her saying this Dracaris yeah that that's one of the most epic scenes ever when but, she but says that. It's, just... But it, it, in, towards the end, it's kind of like she's saying that every single episode, like Dracaris, Dracaris, Dracaris. Mm. It's just like, oh, love, give it a rest. During the mid burning people. <laughs> yeah, like when she was teaching the dragons and when they were growing up, there was a lot of that line used. Mm. But I do, uh, this, I don't know if anyone's noticed this. There is a specific uh, melodic tone that they use whenever the dragons breathe fire. Mm. Uh, yeah. And I really like that because it goes like that and just like fire erupts. And yeah, it is on. pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Um, I've got a couple of other um, quotes I really like. I really like this one. I thought this one was really, really good. Knowledge is power. Power is power. See, I, I really like that because we all know that knowledge is power. But in Cersei's twisted mind... Power is power. Because mm, she's it's, at the top of the... Nobody it, it, can touch her It's the yeah. um, in her head. That is a perfect example of what Varys later explains. Yeah. Um, where he goes, power is uh, power is where uh, men believe it to be. Yeah. Um, because he mm. goes on and says, who has the power? A man with a sword, a man with lots of money, or a man with like a book or something, yeah. or a scribe. And the answer is basically it's whoever you want it to be. Yeah. Mm. But he also says that the littlest... Shad- littlest the biggest shadow can come from the littlest person. Yeah, which is straight out of Lord of the Rings. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It's just, yeah, it's just mad. Um, Speaking of which, his teleportation skills are on point. Yeah, and it just, one minute, one minute he's there, next minute he's here. It's just like, all right, man. I, I found him really creepy to start off with, Varys. Mm. I found him really unlikable. But then his kind of relationship with Tyrion is kind of like, a sibling mm. as such i kind of he it, was it, always very difficult to pin down which was the problem because no yeah. one knew what he actually wanted i think that's the point of him though mm. that was the whole point behind his character because he is that type of he gathers information he doesn't have for me anyway i don't see him if him having a strict loyalty line it's whoever can yeah like you said, he, he can benefit explained. from the most yeah yeah but baelish was probably the biggest advocate of that sort yeah. of thing. I think Varys was more, he was smarter with where his loyalties lie. Yeah. I think, well, it's sort of, they are like the opposite sides of one coin, which is the deception coin, which is yeah. one person, Baelish, wanted to basically deceive everyone for his gain and his gain only, mm. where Varys seems to be very much a case of uh, we need to all be alive at the end of this uh, and I'm going to deceive anyone that I need to in order to get... Uh, humanity's uh, saved effectively, yeah. which mm, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Right, let's play a song. <laughs> and who are you, the proud Lord said that I must bow so low? Only a cat of a different coat that's all the truth I know. And a coat of gold a coat of red A lion still has claws And mine are long And sharp, my lord As long and sharp as yours 
to the film and TV show with Richard S. How brutal is that song? Oh. It, especially because it just does throw the images of the Red Wedding straight into your mind. It's just like, oh, that song is so just, oh. I was fully expecting another Red Wedding at the meeting, uh, at the political meeting in season seven. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with all of the talk from um, Cersei about uh, playing it, how father played it and stuff like that. I was just like, oh, she's going to mm. try to kill all of them in one go. But you no. wouldn't put it past her, though. No, not at all. You wouldn't put it past her. But let's talk about let's talk about <laughs> Tywin, Lion oh. Tywin. A lion doesn't concern himself with the opinions of a sheep. Amazing. Um, mm. Charles Dance is phenomenal. And he kind of should have died about three episodes before he actually did, I think. I think he, he kind of... They kind of dragged him out for a That a was a season too... finale, though, and that was a good season finale. Yeah. It was, but they've killed off bigger characters <laughs> midway through things before, and it's yeah. kind of like... Yeah. Uh... But still, it was brilliant. I mean, getting shot with an arrow while you're Honestly. having a crap. <laughs> Just brilliant. But he was... Son. My son and Lannister. Yeah, love him. Yeah. But yeah, he treats. He says he's a Lannister, but he even said a couple of episodes before, "I always wish you were dead." Yeah. But, uh, mm. Nice. Yeah, he, he deserved what was, what was coming to him. Yeah, he did. I'm glad it was it was Tyrion as well that did it. Like mm. it should have been him. It was either going to be him or Jamie. Yeah, I couldn't. I don't know. I can't see Jamie doing that. I, I mean, Tyrion was obviously pushed to it because yeah. he knew that he knew that Tywin knew that he didn't poison Joffrey who mm. was an absolute dick and I was so glad the way he died his blue face oh. on the feet laying down I was just like yes die you son of a bitch even with his last breath though he pointed to Tyrion I and know, I was right? like mm-hmm. you scum you don't even know it's him it's just like oh and then when 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 what's her face um, thingy Mart- uh, Martel what's her name Elena she was like I was so glad he, oh Elena Tyrell Elena yeah. Tyrell that's it yeah, yeah. not Martel Tyrell not I say Martel, she's my favourite yeah. my favourite character Just the, and the way that she the she went out sass. as well when <laughs> she has some brilliant lines but the way that she went out as well with her dying breath she was yeah. I wanted Cersei to know that I killed yeah. it was me who killed Joffrey it's like oh she's like oh man that's cold <laughs> Again, uh, like call out to all the actors in that scene because mm-hmm. you could see the rage even in like um, Jamie's face. You could see like he wanted to just kill her there. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. He really wanted to because Cersei wanted wanted him to basically gut her, didn't yeah. he? Mm. And he'd purposely chosen a poison that wouldn't be painful. Yep. Because <laughs> he wanted to be kind. He was like, it's not painful. And then she goes and tells him that after drinking it. It's like, oh. 
brutal. She's as cold as ice. <laughs> yeah, she is now. Yeah. But that, that I mean, she was great. The, the, the one character that annoyed the hell out of me was Natalie Dormer. What? No, See, Marjorie. I Marjorie. See, I, oh, I like Marjorie. Do you know what? She, I... I hate. I, I, she's my. She's my one true cr- uh, crush. No, <laughs> no, no. Never. See, I, I don't. I just never warmed to her. I, I don't know why. I just never liked Marjorie as a character, and I don't know. She just. I can't I just, talk to you anymore, Richard. Like, <laughs> no, see, it's your I radio show. But get the hell out. No, no. I, I just, I just couldn't warm to, to her. I mean, you know, Natalie Dormer. I'm sure is a is a great actress, and she had some mm. really great scenes. But I just didn't like the character of Marjorie. I thought she was too too OTT. I think in in some How, in some I'm aspect. Sorry. Well, because she was she was over nice. I think that she was, was, she did that to manipulate. Yeah, I know, but it was yeah. just like that you, was you, her way of manipulating. But there's how... being nice, and then there's there's being like kissing their their asses, and it's like. Well, that's I think in terms of you've got three very strong female archetypes. Um, Sansa during the time that Marjorie was alive wasn't really that strong, but she learned mm. from two of the best. Yeah, which is Cersei, who didn't really play to her feminine strengths unless it was uh, her family, which was very strange. Yeah. Um, she always played the sort of power hand of using the guards, using the mm. army to back her up when she needed and use force. Uh, and then you have Marjorie, who was another big influence because it was the closest thing to a friend that Sansa ever had. Mm. And she was the complete polar opposite that used her sexuality, that used charity to the yeah. uh, to the common people. You see uh, in one of the episodes, Joffrey is actually observing Marjorie at one point. Uh, yeah, when she's talking out. to the orphans and yeah. stuff. And and I think even he sort of wonders why she's doing it and how. Well, she she kind of shows him a bit, yeah. and then later on when they're walking through the crypt and talking, she takes him up the stairs and opens and show, the doors yeah. Yeah, so and gives can... him a taste of what it's like to be loved. Yeah, and you can see he's going. Actually, this is this hmm. is a good yeah. And so I, I just think it's the complete different uh, way of how Cersei was trying to manipulate him, and it I that's why I liked it because. You can obviously see that she learned from her grandmother, Olena, mm-hmm. because she goes on to elaborate how, elaborate how she wasn't the first uh, daughter. She was the second daughter, but she managed to get in there and seduce the uh, Tyrells. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just I just love it. I think it was a perfect way to sort of offset the brutality and show the power of women in another way that they mm. would have used back in those days. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, she was the, the complete anti-Cersei yeah. and and <laughs> they definitely needed something mm. like that to, to kind of off-put her, Cersei's dominance really. You couldn't have had mm. that as a um, the way that she portrayed Marjorie, you couldn't have had that as a genuine character. No. Because it would have been too sweet. It wouldn't, uh, she wouldn't have survived in that sort of King's Landing era uh, just because she would have been like you know, taken to a dungeon and killed, uh, and she wouldn't have known what was going on. But she always, there was an intelligence behind the kindness. Yeah, there was. It was definitely. like Tywin's sort of intelligence level, but in a female body, which is what Cersei wants, but she's not that intelligent. Even Tywin at certain points says, "Yeah, uh, you're, uh, you think you're far too intelligent than you are. Yeah, because that's when she's challenging him in the, the hands yes. quarters, isn't she? She's, and he's just yeah. like, look, you know, you're not as smart as you think you are, love. Mm. You know, there, there's more to being smart than than just kind of plotting and planning. You've got to be, you know, it's like chess. You've got to think ten steps ahead, which is why I think Tywin was a, a great tactician. Which mm. is where I think Tyrion has learned it from. Yeah, he's definitely. kind of watched him and Jamie to a certain extent as well, because Jamie's quite the master tactician mm. as well. When you look at how he got, he, he kind of managed to get himself out of capture. Ish. Mm. 
There is, I think he's got a cunning to him. In terms of strategy, though, uh, in the first season, we hear Robert Baratheon speaking to Cersei about uh, combat and, like, battles. Yeah. And he says, you never meet the Dothraki screamers in the open field. You uh, get behind a big wall and you stay there uh, and you pray that the people don't turn on you before you can beat the Dothraki. Yeah. Uh, and then we see, obviously, in season seven, Jamie's going like, yeah, I, I think if we just hold, we'll, we'll be able to beat them. And then not only do the Doth- Dothraki come at him, but that giant dragon he charged like, like oh. even when i was watching that scene i was going don't do it don't you idiot don't do it don't oh there we go yeah yeah <laughs> he was such an idiot and for Bron trying to for charge the 500 a dragon. meter swim yeah <laughs> he's an olympic he is swimmer <laughs> it, it's it's a strange one i think mm. I, I do think that jamie has tactical now so i just don't think he's smart enough to implement it in the way that he wants to. I think he knows mm. what he wants to do, but he can't articulate it well enough. Mm. Whereas yeah. Tyrion, he has the tactical now. So he knows, I mean, you know, only got to look at Blackwater Bay when Stannis comes in, you know, he uses the wildfire. He uses, he manages to kind of keep them at bay by using strategy, mm. which I think is is brilliant. It's a, yeah, it was a perfect yeah. play. I think, yeah. I say, I think with, um, I think with, Jamie's because he's also he's got that fight going on with trying to please Cersei, mm. yeah. But with his own moral compass, which is now kind of kicked in of what's yeah. what's right. Whereas with Tyrion, he's been hated his whole life, yeah. So I whatever think... he does, he knows he's going to be hated for it by his family, so he doesn't care the anymore. Ir- whereas Jamie's kind of stuck in that middle of mm. he wants to do what's right, but. Yeah. He's got Cersei sitting on his shoulder, mm. talking to him all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two Cerseys on either shoulder. Um, but no, the the ironic thing with the Lannisters is, uh, if they'd have sh- uh, if they had shown uh, Tyrion any sort of love or affection at all, he would have been the most loyal, the uh, most useful uh, Lannister, and he would never have turned on his father. He no, would no. have never have turned on his sister, uh, even if like even if Cersei was kind to him, he probably would never have uh, like attached Joffrey in the way that he did no no. he would have probably been more sort of forgiving or tried to control him for his sister when when he slapped him was brilliant yeah (laughs) did my hand fall from my did my hand fall from my arm (laughs) smack yeah take it no I I do I do think you're right I do think if he was loved I mean he he sort of is loved by Daenerys because she appreciates Mm. his and Jamie loves him uh, you can tell that there's a brotherly love there that uh, extends well, he lets, well, he, he lets, lets him, him out, out doesn't yeah. he? He frees yeah. him, even though he does then go on to kill Tywin. Yeah. But to be fair, he kind of seems a little bit more understanding about it towards the end of season seven. You know, he yeah. kind of thinks, actually, yeah, I kind of see why you did it. Mm. You know, you're a git bag for doing it. And he didn't but... try and chop him, chop him in half with a training sword either. No, which no. was nice. <laughs> no, that was nice. Right. I think it's time for another song. You're listening to the Film and TV Show with Richard S. Up in her hair. Her hair. 
And if you didn't know what that was, that was the Hold Steady with their rendition of The Bear and The Maiden Fair, which is a great song. I actually, <laughs> actually think that's quite a good song. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I just, I, I need to talk, I, I need to talk about this bit. Let me give you some advice, bastard. Never forget what you are. The rest of the world will not. Wear it like armour. And it can never be used to hurt you. That has to be one of the best pieces of advice. Oh, yeah ever given mm. because it's kind of like saying you know what you are Jon Snow mm. accept it mm. use it as your armour except, except he but when it was said you kind of think that's probably the nicest thing anyone's ever actually said to mm. Jon Snow and we all know what people say about Jon Snow you know nothing Jon Snow you know nothing Jon Snow when in fact we actually know that Jon Snow loves quite a lot of things, but still. He knows where to put it. (laughs) 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 Absolutely, and that's what got him killed in the first place, Mm. but still. I don't think it was that. I think it was more him letting the wildlings pass the wall than going down on a gret in a cave. It was also because he slept with a wildling anyway. Sticks and stones, but knives will kill me forever, apart from Jon Snow. (laughs) Apart from Jon Snow, who just comes back to life. And and it makes me laugh because he's literally dead for like what an, an episode and a half yeah it comes yeah, back in the over second, year. second episode for the people that were like watching yeah i mean up to date they were that was a whole year of being like no nah, if if he doesn't come back i'm I'm not watching the next series it's the same thing with at that point um during that gap i was like if Tyrion dies i swear if they kill off Tyrion in the next series i am not going to watch anymore and thankfully they know how to butter their bread and yeah. they've kept danny alive Tyrion alive and they brought back Jon snow so i'm happy I but think Tyrion will be one of the last to like in the final season. Mm. I don't think he'll die. I, I don't, don't think. I, I think he will probably end he'll, up he'll, being quite powerful. Yeah. So I do think I. If we're going on the fact that George R. R. Martin based this on lots of history, but mainly English history, um, we're going to see the uh, the abolition of like monarchy and the institution of like a parliamentary system where you've got people like um, Varys, Tyrion, uh, all the sort of big players but they'll have an equal share, uh, not a case of one person that can throw the entire kingdom into hell or, in, you know, uh, start wars uh, waging over one sort of throne. It'll be separated so that each kingdom has some sort of... Representative. As, representative. As yeah, which that, is why I think because Danny alludes to something like that when she says about the king in the north, because she mm. calls Jon Snow the king in the, the north. north. She mm. actually calls him that. So and she's, she's trying to... Uh, well, she was trying to get Yara her throne in the um, Iron Islands as well. Mm. Yeah. Uh, for independence there. So it's it's heading that way. And I think in terms of who's going to die and who's going to live, I am I think Jon and D- Danny have... Uh, they're going to have a gravestone next to each other and and the dragons I don't think will live and yeah Jamie's not going to live either let's talk about the dragons cuz <laughs> I'm not being funny right that dragon that fell into that water that after it was done by the night king uh, right that olympic javelin throw yeah i know right the first one first one just missed he must be russian but <laughs> no offense to my russian listeners Ooh. you know but anyway but it, it falls into the water and we know that the undead can't go in the water because when they're all trapped around there for waiting for Danny to come, which seems to take like seconds, but someone actually worked out it would have taken her about six days. There's no way they would have, they would have been sat there for six days and not nah. died. But anyway, mm. by the by, they didn't go into the water. They couldn't, right? Mm. How did the they get those big-ass chains in the water around the dragon and out? And where did they get them damn chains from? 
because well, they're, they're, it's I would just assume like, that the, th- the thing is that obviously, uh, and this is just me defending the show because I enjoyed it, and I'll try and make some up. The uh, the harbor episode from season five, I think it was, when they initially attacked, and Jon Snow was there to try and recruit the wildlings in the first place. I'd assume that the chains came from there, and that were they have been carrying it for some sort of reason, whether it was to uh, break down the door for. Uh, getting past the wall, which the giants originally tried. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they could have had those sense. chains there. Uh, in terms of getting the chains down, I would sacrifice a couple of whites uh, and say, like, literally command them just to jump in. Uh, and all their job is to sort of latch the dragon on to the chains in some way before they either die or just sort of get sent downstream. Or they that just is. kind of disintegrate because there's nothing of them yeah. anyway. But yeah, it, it was so such a continuity error in that respect mm. that yes we know that the dragon would there is, you know, come back to life because you know there is a lot of leaps with this uh newest uh season where it would have really helped to have had a little um little sort of subtitle come up and say six days later a week later yeah. at parts just so that the audience doesn't feel like well geez like gendry must have been in the olympics too nice. he's sprinting <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, unless, you know, Gendry just magically reappears after, what, two seasons? Just mm. kind of reappears out of nowhere. It's, it, yeah, I mean, it, it annoyed me that particular bit with the dragon. That kind mm. of, I was kind of like, oh, come on, seriously? But I do like the Night King, and I like mm. the theory mm. that the Night King could actually be Bran. Yeah, I I've like, seen that theory. I like that theory. It, I, I, it's not a solid theory, though. It's not solid, but I like it because it's kind of so far out there, you kind of think, well, actually... If George R. R. Martin wants to go down that route, it actually mm. makes sense. It could actually work. It could actually mm. be. Do you know what? Actually, yeah, this is this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to play it. It's like a self fulfilling mm. prophecy. And <laughs> it, I mean, someone spent a lot of time going on into it on Reddit, and I was looking at. It, I was just like, yeah, you're making sense. However, plot hole, plot hole, plot mm. hole. But still, would be an absolutely great sort of. I don't know. Somewhere out of left field, as such. I think. I don't know. I think there's. Um... I think there are tighter ways to finish the story than having a sort of throwback to suddenly that Bran is the evil and that Jamie should have properly pushed him out of the window. <laughs> yeah, but how, yeah, but how cool would that have been if it kind of all ties back in? That, that's what makes it so cool, though. Mm. In, in my eyes, that's what makes it so cool. But anyway, right, I just want to play, play this. It's always summer under the sea I know, I know Oh, 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 the birds have scales and the fish take wing. I know, I know, oh, 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 the rain is dry and the snow falls up. I know, I know, oh, oh, oh. The stones crack open, the water burns, the shadows come to dance, my love, the shadows come to play, the shadows come to dance, my love, the shadows come Yes, that does make you want to kill yourself. But the reason I played that was because that was probably one of the most harrowing scenes I've seen 
when he burns Baratheon burns his own daughter oh. I think that was that just like you're actually going to do it oh my god you Sipping are tea actually from a mug. going greatest to dad <laughs> I know but I'm, I was just watching it's I was like just they like they had a moment before they were like mm. connected just yeah. before it and then I he's like yeah I'm going to burn you alive and her singing that song as she's you know, she's not singing it, singing it. It's kind of harking back as a flashback to when she was singing it, but playing it mm. as she's walking out there. That's the one time my mother has walked out on an episode because it was just too much for her. She yeah. couldn't handle that. It was absolutely haunting. <clears throat> and, and that song is, is haunting, but mm. beautiful as well in a different way. Um, maybe I'm just twisted mm. and morbid, no, I don't know. No, but it, it's, quite a... it, it's sung really well. And yeah. uh, certainly uh, I wouldn't want it played to me late at night uh, when I'm all alone. But <laughs> No, you can just imagine Pennywise doing that, can't you? Oh, no, please don't. <laughs> we're not going to go down that way anyway. Hey, Georgie. Yeah, <laughs> Want to gonna... hear a song? <laughs> we're on Game of Thrones. We're not on it. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I had to play that because that was just kind of uh, a real haunting scene when... You know, he burns his own door. And I think that's probably one of the most messed up things that they actually... They've done a lot of messed up things in Game of Thrones, but I think that was one of the most messed up because of the relationship that she has with... Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, the Onion Knight. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't, oh, oh, don't do this to me. Oh, God. I, what's his name? Because of a D. I uh, can't remember. But yes, the Onion... Davos. Davos. C-worth. Yeah, the, the relationship they have. And when he finds out... He goes mental. mental. Mm. I love that bit. And, that and, and really good bit. He was he was like, I loved her. You know, I loved her because obviously he would lost his son in the battle of any Black god Water. that commands you to burn children is isn't uh, is an evil god. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was just uh, that was just powerful on the back mm. of something so dark and really twisted. And you know, they're not afraid to go down that no, road. Obviously, just the last thing um, as my contribution to this, I love the fact that it goes from early when we first meet Melisandre and uh, Davos, he has no power whatsoever to say anything. Uh, and then because Jon Snow is in a position of power at the end, he can actually come out and challenge her and say, your your religion is wrong. It's disgusting. And yeah. Yeah. I just love the sort of change of power completely because I think he originally even tries to assassinate her at one point. Uh, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, and he's almost thrown in jail and executed because of it. But yeah. And then he war. ends up he ends up saving saving them anyway mm. which is mm. yeah i mean I, I think he's a great character as well though and i hope that he stays around mm. as well because he's a really good character he's again he's much like Tyrion. he's very level-headed very you know he's he's a normal person mm. he's, a, he's a normal you know citizen of westeros he's, mm. he's not a fighter either so i think if anyone's going to survive it will be davos yeah because he you know he, he that bit where where he, they're standing in the room he's like I apologise for what you're about to see, because obviously he can't fight, and he says yeah. I can't fight, you know. So, but luckily, it all pans out anyway. But, yeah. but yeah. So that is that is the end of the show. We haven't touched. We, there's so much we yeah. haven't been able to speak speak about. We haven't been able to speak about why they say this. Lannister always pays his debts, and we haven't been able to talk about this evil piece of crap. If you think this has a happy ending, oh man, you haven't seen oh. attention. <laughs> Ramsey Bolton just no. oh, we haven't even been able to touch on that either, and it's just oh, oh. that that guy's pure what evil. Are you saying Greek? No, oh, the guy was just pure evil. Great character, mm. great acting. Yeah, just so glad when he got fed to his own dogs was brilliant. I think mm. that. I'll tell you what, I'd like to see though him versus Joffrey. 
God, oh, could you imagine? <laughs> it, it would be Ramsey every time because he's just... Oh, that. he's definitely more brutal, but I'd just to get, stick those two in a room together and see could what happens. Im- they'd be best mates. That's the worst thing. Yeah, that is the worst thing. But yeah, that brings us to the end of our show. Thank you guys so much for coming. It's been an absolute blast, and I knew it would be. I knew it'd be amazing. <laughs> been an absolute blast. Thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. All right. <laughs> That's creepy. Please um, stop. So next week, I will be joined... Hopefully, fingers crossed, by Hayley Burrows, who is star of Willow uh, and also has a relation to uh, the, the local celebrity, Warwick Davis. But hopefully, she will be on, which is fantastic. She's uh, she's a fantastic person, so I'm really excited about that. Um, obviously, if you haven't followed us on Twitter or Facebook or uh, Instagram, please do. It'll be amazing. If you are local to Peterborough or you can get to Peterborough in the UK, then please join our Facebook group, the 753 Club, uh, 753 Film Club, I should add, because I don't know what 753 Club is. It might bring up something else. But make sure you put Film Club in it because it is, um, it's is—it's going to be great. Our first actual Film Club is on the 1st of November. So, yeah, if you aren't a part of that already, there are only a few tickets left, so please feel free to join the group as well if you are local um i'm off to a couple of comic cons over the next couple of weeks which is awesome field of force day is this coming saturday so if you are in peterborough pop down that'll be great uh off to norwich for norcon um norwich uh next saturday which is going to be amazing and sir barristan selmy is going to be there um nice. ian mckellen Henry, whatever his name is i'm so looking forward to seeing him because i loved barristan i thought he was a great character mm. um so Taken hopefully before his time absolutely <laughs> So hoping to hoping to maybe get something from him, which will be amazing. And then off to Reading, where there are three or four Game of Thrones characters. I can't remember off the top of my head, but Reading Comic Con is on the 25th and 26th of November. So if you are a Game of Thrones fan, mm. like we are, and you mm-hmm. want to go down to see some of the stars, not the main stars, obviously, but some of the characters who have a part of the 160-odd people that have already been killed, then please <laughs> do go down there, because it will be great. Um, that's it. That's that's me done. We've got some music, the last little song to play. Thank you so much for listening. If you are listening on iTunes or Stitcher or TuneIn or uh, Overcast or Pocketcasts or <laughs> even on the Podient <laughs> website, please hit the subscribe button. Um, it means a massive, you know, it, mean, it means a lot to me that you guys are listening, that you're subscribing. It is great. And feel free to share anything on Twitter and Facebook as well. That would be awesome so that your friends can have a listen as well. Thank you very much. And I'll speak to you next week. We should be better at saying farewell by now. He rode through the streets of the city Down from his hill on high All the winds and the steps and the cobbles He rode to a woman's side For she was a secret treasure She was his shame and his bliss And a chain and a keep on nothing Compared to a woman's kiss For hands of gold are always cold But a woman's hands are For hands of gold are always cold But a woman's hands are And there he stood with sword in of Derry's ten and read the grass beneath his feet and read his banners bright and read the glow of the setting sun that bathed him in its light come on come
Come on, the great Lord called, my sword is hungry still. And with the cry of savage rage, they swarmed across the rill. And with the cry of savage rage, they swarmed across the rill. He rode through the streets of the city, down from his hill on high. All the winds and the steps and the cobbles, he rode to a woman's side. For she was his secret treasure, she was his shame and his bliss. For a chain and a keep are nothing compared to a woman's kiss. For hands of gold are always cold, but a woman's hands are warm. For hands of gold are always cold, but a woman's hands are warm. For hands of gold are always cold, but a woman's hands are warm. For hands of gold are always cold, but a woman's hands are warm. This is Michael Winslow, and you're listening to the Film and TV Show with Richard S. Please press the hash key for more now. Hmm, that was not the hash key.